Last week, by the grace of God, we started a series, The Gift of the Spirit. And we read from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And Paul makes us to understand that there are nine gifts of the Spirit. And these nine gifts are divided into three different sections. We have the word gift. The word gift comprises of uh, the speaking of tongues, the interpretation of tongue, and prophecy. It's the word gift. Then we talk about how we talk about the three dimensions of tongues as well. Then we have also the mind gift. The mind gift also is the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the designing of spirit. And we said to you, I mean, I said last week that it is important for us to be able to understand that this gift cannot be denied in the church. The church needs them because this is what makes the church different from that of the world. This is the gift, these are the gifts, sorry. These are the gifts that distinguish the church from the world. And as a child of God, Paul said, desire spiritual gifts. So as a child of God, each and every one of us that I name by the name of the Lord must desire this gift. You must be able to operate in them because it helps you a lot to be able to withstand the firing doubts of the devil. Because there are people who will come to you in the form of sheep but they are wolf. The Bible called them wolf in sheep clothing. So they will come in the form of a sheep but they are wolf to devour you. But when you are operating in this gift, especially the mind gift, which we call the discerning of spirit, you can be able to discern whether this person is of God or is of the devil. So it is important for us to desire this gift. Then we also have the power gift, which we're going to be speaking about. We talked about six of the gifts last week, and we're going to be talking about the power gifts. The power of gift also is what we call the walking of miracle, the gift of healing, the, the Bible called it the gifts of healing and faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're talking about the working of miracle this morning. For times we just pick up with the working of miracle. Now, what is miracle? What is miracle? Are we together? Are you happy this morning? Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited myself. I'm excited. Miracle is the ability to bring about supernatural results, supernatural occurrence, occurrences, that is above and beyond the Lord of nature. Miracle. Some of you who have, I don't know if anybody have watched uh, Benny Hinn here, Pastor Benny Hinn. You have watched Pastor Benny Hinn. You see the kind of miracle he performed. And we have, we have people last week that talk about God's generals. I talk about uh, one of God's generals, uh, uh, St. Patrick, a man who walked unusual miracle. If somebody dies six months, and they call him. He goes to the grave, lad over the grave, and tell them, dig him up. And the person comes up alive, fresh. The workings of miracle. And the working of miracle is not only to raise the dead, it's not only to heal the sick. The working of miracle, every one of us need even financial miracle. Hallelujah. 
especially within the setting we find ourselves where you have credit card and you have credited and credited and credited unknowing to you before you know you have into the ocean of credit and how to get out of it it takes a miracle to bring you out of that kind of credit that kind of debt sorry you need miracles for favor with God and with men you need miracles in your body the inhabitant of the sin shall not say, I am sick. You need miracle to walk a healthy life here on the earth. Not to spend your money in hospitals. You need miracle. You need miracles for your children. Not to go astray. You need miracle because, this, you, you see, back when we say you can burn a child, but you don't burn a heart. Because you can try as much as, as possible to raise your child. But when the child steps out there, he's entering into a new world. You don't know what he's going to do. You don't know who he's going to encounter. The kind of peer, a friend, the, the peers group he's going to work with that will change him from the training that he, ha he has gotten from the home. So you need miracle to, uh, for God to sustain him with the training that you brought him up with. It takes miracle. Praise the Lord. The working of miracle. The workings of miracle. The ability, the ability to bring about the supernatural. To bring about the supernatural results. Amen. Amen. We saw in, in, in scripture throughout Jesus' ministry, we saw different kinds of miracle he performed. There was a man called Blam Batimas. <laughs> I love his story so much about he and Jesus. And one day the Bible said he heard that Jesus was passing. He said, Jesus, that son of David, have mercy on me. And church, let me say this to you. Don't never shy away from miracle. It's dangerous. If you know that you need miracle, pray for miracle. Don't shy away from it. Because it is your birthright. It is your inheritance in Christ Jesus. And he said to him, keep quiet. The master is busy with other things. He said, ah, okay, don't worry. The Bible said he shouted the more. If he had shouted away from that miracle, he wouldn't have been seen today. But the Bible said he shouted the more. He got the attention of Almighty. So if you need miracle, shout for it. Shout for it. Let there be a sound of miracle in your house. In your homes, in your workplaces, shout, shout for miracle. And you'll get the attention of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are we together? Then we have the gifts of healing. The ability, the ability for supernat to supernaturally bring physical and emotional healing to people. Physical and emotional healing. Some of you might be going through some circumstances, I don't know, in your homes, your marriage. I always ask God for healing in my marriage. Because imagine two different people from two different homes, two different characters, two different attitudes <laughs> coming together to make one home. Imagine how can you blend these things together? It takes the healing of God. No wonder why Jesus, God said, and the two shall come together and become one flesh. How does that happen? 
How do you get that to happen? What kind of equation is that? That one plus one becomes one. It takes a mirror. It takes a healing of God to blend the two of you together and you stay peacefully in the same home without the fight. It takes a miracle. It takes healing. It takes healing to, to, to just take so much from the person and the person takes so much from you and you can look at the person and say you know what don't worry I'll meet you halfway wherever we meet we continue from there if God is not involved there will always be a problem that's why we have too many divorces why because when God is not in the equation the two cannot be one they will always go their separate way praise the Lord we need healings in our body. We need healing in our community. We need healings in the lives of our children. I have the privilege to, 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 to witness five children coming up in our home. And then imagine every stage of their growth. Some fever, some something will happen, some sickness will happen. You have toothache, you have this one, you have stomach pain, you have that, this one. And then imagine what it takes. If you were carrying them to the hospital and spending money for each and every one of these sicknesses, you'll be broke. But it takes the healing of God in your home to allow them to go through these stages without you spending a dime. Praise the Lord. You need healing in your mind, especially with the kind of confused world we find ourselves in. With the kind of news we hear on CNN and the Atazira, all those. I don't watch news because I don't want to get confused. We need healing. Let our sister Paulina is going to, to Ukraine. And I was like, how is she going to enter that country where everything is zoo, 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 zoo. But then I remember. When you have God, you are not afraid to go anywhere. Because I've experienced what for 14 years in our country. 14 unbroken years. Deadly war. Not like European war, a civilized war. Our only use cutlass knife and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But God sustained us in in the midst of that war. It takes the hand of God to be upon you to go through all of these things. So we need healing in our community. We need healing in our body. We need healing in our mind. Praise the Lord. And my prayer this morning that the healing of God will come upon each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. Let the church say amen. We need healing. We need healing. We need healing in our marriage. At our workplaces. Imagine interacting with strange people from your, I mean, your, your workmates. Have different attitude. You need healing for your boss. Because you can wake up on the wrong side <laughs> of the bed and come to office <laughs> and just shatter everybody. <laughs> it takes the healing of God. We need healing. The church needs healing. Just let me say this. If we operate both in the gift of miracles 
and the gifts of healing in our church, it, that alone is an evangelism all by itself. Imagine people passing and then they hear that a man came into this church with a wheelchair. He's going over the wheelchair up in, on his head. Imagine how many people will run in here. I had the privilege yesterday to they invited me to a, 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 um, a Ugandan church. And a woman came. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. They invited an apostle from Uganda. He came. So a woman came with cancer. Now, listen. Listen. The service started, I think, Wednesday. But I only had the time to go yesterday. Now, according to this woman's testimony, she was passing by the church. City church. They call the church City Church. I don't know if some of you may have heard. She was passing by the church pastor. And she heard the sound of revival. And she walked in the church. In fact, she walked past everybody. <laughs> Nobody ushered her. She walked past everybody that was sitting. We were all like, ah, okay, where are you going? And she came to the pulpit to where the pastor was preaching and said, I need healing. Pastor said, for what? <laughs> they were trying to stop her. He said, no, leave her, leave her. I was passing and I heard the sound of revival. And I came because I know God is here. How did you know God was here? That's the kind of testimony we need SCC. Let somebody be passing and hear the sound of revival. How do we hear it? It's none of our business. Let God make them to hear it. The Bible says on the day of Pentecost, they were in one place, in one accord, and they were all speaking. And those that were outside of the city heard them. Said, we heard them speak our language. And she said, I need healing. What happened to you? I have cancer. And the man of God said, be healed. Somebody who came was shaking. She walked out like that. We need that. We need that. And I'm believing God with all my heart. It's going to happen in this place. Amen. Amen. Are we together? <laughs> Lastly, I took this to be the last one because I want to spend small time, maybe five minutes on it. The gift of faith. The gift of faith. Church, this is the foundation of our Christian living, of our Christian life. The Bible says, without faith, Hebrew eleven six. without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrew eleven three say, now we understood that the visible came out of the invincible. Now, for now scripture, it gives us an understanding there are two kinds of faith. One, we have the common faith what is common faith? Common faith is what you apply without knowing that you have applied faith. Does that make sense? Let me give you an example. Nada, please, when you are sitting in this chair, did you ever have a second thought whether the chair could carry you or not? You just came inside. That's faith. That's faith. How? What? What gave you the confidence to sit in the chair without thinking, can this chair take me or not? Because you have been sitting in this chair for <laughs> since, so, and you have never saw anybody fall from the chair. So your conscience, your subconscious and your conscience has already 
gather information concerning this chair that this chair can never throw you down. So every time you come to church, you sit, you sit down. Without thinking, without thinking, it's faith. Or common faith. And this, this is the faith that we use in our daily life. We enter the train without thinking that the train would drop from the track. We drive our car without thinking that the brakes will fail. Because we know it's a new car. Who told you new car brakes don't fail? But you don't think about those things. <laughs> you put your cooking stove on and don't think that it's going to burn the house. Because it's a new one. Who told your new stove cannot get burned? So you see, we walk with this common faith. Then we have the faith that draws virtue from heaven, which we call faith by understanding. Now, if you want to operate in the power and draw virtue from heaven, you need this faith of understanding. You need to understand. So, how do we operate in a faith of understanding? First of all, you need to see before you receive. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 11, he says, Jeremiah, what seest doubt? And he said, I see a rod of an almond tree. And God said to him, because thou have seen, I will hasten my word to come to pass. So, it's what you see is what God gives you. What your spirit man sees is what takes your body to it. Anything you cannot see in this kingdom, you cannot receive it. So, when you are praying, when you are going to God in prayer, you must first see what you are going to God for before you even need down to pray. Settle down with it. When you pray, believe that that what you have prayed for, you have received. So, you have seen it. That's why you went for it. Amen. See it, believe it. Then faith comes in by taking the both step towards it. Are we together? See it, believe it. Then faith comes in. You take the both step. He said, show me your faith without works. So, faith is something you, is, faith is workable. It's something that you walk. You have to work it out. The woman of issue of blood said, she saw her healing before she even stepped out of the house. If only I can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She, she has already accepted the healing. Listen, let me say this. Until you can accept or accept the, 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 the miracle you cannot enter into the miracle. You must first accept it. Then you step into it. He said, we understand by faith, men subdued kingdoms, subdued nations. He said, women brought their dead back to life by faith. We don't have time. You can read the whole of Hebrew chapter 11. It tells you about faith. Praise the Lord. I want to encourage us this morning. Whatever you are going to go for, 
the first thing you need to do is to have a mental picture of that thing before you step out. Because if you don't do that, then the Bible calls it you are praying amaze. You are just praying a prayer. You know, one time Jesus said, you are praying and making noise like an empty drum. And your prayer will not even pass the ceiling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we need, we need to see it. Then we step into it. Let me see this. God has given each and every one of us a powerful will, willpower that when God sees that our will is in motion, we can't stop him from pushing, getting us to where we want to get to. Let me prove that to you. In Genesis chapter six, uh, 11, verse 6, the Bible says, and the people of the city came together. Yeah. And they came and they said, go to, let us build us a city. A city that will reach unto the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves. Now listen, let me close with it. The Bible says, and God from the heavens saw the city. The city will not even yet be. But God saw this. He said, let's go down now and confuse these people. Least they build a city that will reach the heaven. But the Bible tells us that God saw the city. Where did he see the city? Inside their mind. Let's wrestle to our feet this morning. Just want to pray for two minutes, then we'll close. Are we together? <laughs> The Bible says there's something we call the spirit of faith. Every gift of the Holy Ghost carries spirit. One minute, Lord, shower me with your gifts. Baptize me with your gift. Baptize me with your gift. Can you pray that prayer? Just pray. Ask your father to release the gift of the spirit upon your life. Is it the gift of healing you want? Is it the gift of miracle? Is it the gift of faith? Is it a designing of spirit? Is it the gift of the interpretation of tongue? Is it the gift of tongue? Is it the gift of the world of knowledge? Is it the gift of the world of wisdom? Is it the gift of prophecy? Lord, release your gift. Upon me this morning. Dear Jesus, we thank you this morning. May your spirit flow through us this morning. Release upon us, Lord, the nine gifts of the spirit. Because you promised us in your word, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 to 3. He says, It shall come to pass in that day the spirit of the Lord shall come upon all flesh. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might. The spirit of the fear of the Lord shall rest upon us. In Joel chapter 2, verse 22, you say, And it shall come to pass in the last day, you pull out your spirit upon our flesh. Our sons and daughters shall prophesy, the old men shall see dream. Even the maid shall prophesy. Release your spirit this morning. Release your spirit this morning. Release your spirit upon us this morning. 